Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. The title of my message is Going Higher. And um, God always is teaching us. He's always wanting us to grow. He's wanting us to mature in our faith. And he always wants to take us higher. But in order to take us higher, in order to accomplish the things that he wants to do in us, we have to allow him to. We have to allow him to change some things in our heart. We have to allow him to work in in our hearts. And this message is about just that. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And putting away childish, childish things means maturing. It's me, it means maturity. And maturity is a choice that we have to make. Do we want maturity? Do we want to spiritually, emotionally mature? It's a choice and there's a price attached to it. Um, you know, God is not impressed with our gifts. I just want you to know that. And I, we could be like the best preacher or we could be like an incredible, an incredible leader who has all these people on their team and they're leading. Or you could be the most amazing worship leader. But God isn't impressed with that because he's the one that gives us our gifts. What he is impressed with is when we develop Christian character. What he's, what he's impressed with is when we go to him and we have intimacy with him. And then out of that intimacy, out of, out of time with God and time in the word, we grow and we mature. And I, I want to share with you what spiritually and emotionally uh, mature people are, what they're like, okay? So spiritually and emotionally, emotionally mature people are better equipped to handle stress and difficulties. They're able to communicate more effectively. They know how to handle conflict. That's a big one. Uh, they don't take things personally. They maintain balance in their lives. And this is, this is the best one of all for me. And they are more likely to build stronger, more fulfilling relationships. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a better marriage, a better relationship with our children or with our parents? Who doesn't want strong friendships? That, that's like, that's the best part of life. And so we need to grow and allow God to grow some areas in our lives. And that's what this message is all about. Point number one is to go higher, we must take responsibility for ourselves. And we understand that our thoughts, words, and behaviors affect our relationships. So, um, you know, Matthew 7, 3 through 4 says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? 
How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? And we've heard this scripture so many times, but I'm just going to like clear it up for you. God is, God is saying, you know what? How can you be pointing out faults in somebody else? You've got so much work to do on your own. That's it. That's, that's what God is saying. Jesus was teaching his disciples, hey, I, I love you and I want to work in your life. So stop looking at everyone else and let me do the work that I want to do in you. That's, that sums it up. And, and I love King David, because King David was always really honest with himself and really honest with God. Like he was just, you know, if he was angry at someone, he was like, God, kill them. Break their teeth. He wasn't messing around. And, and you know, and there's beauty in that because God already knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking. He knows everything about us. And when we hide things, he already knows. But there's, there's beauty in confession. There's beauty in really knowing our hearts and taking responsibility for ourselves. Amen. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And I love that because we should do that often. We should take time to be alone with God and to say, God, search me. And it's not like we're telling God, search me so that he can see. It's search me, God, so you can show me what you need to show me, what's in my heart. And, and, and it's powerful when we do that. So I'm going to give you a challenge for this week. Right now, I'm going to ask you some questions. And if you have a phone, take them down. If you have a notepad, write them down. Um, because I want you to take some time with God. And I want you to ask yourself these questions and journal. And, and also, go to a trusted friend who will tell you the truth. Go to a leader and, and kind of process with, with a friend or with a leader. Ask them questions. Ask them these questions. Get some feedback. These are the questions to ask yourself. When things go wrong, do I take ownership of my part or do I blame shift? Because sometimes it's so easy when things go wrong in a friendship, in marriage, whatever, and we just kind of shift the blame to somebody else. We don't want to own our part of it. But we all have a part. We, we have a part in our relationships that we play. So it's good to, to do inventory. And then do I communicate effectively? Do I let my needs be known or do I just expect everyone to know what I need? Um, how well do I resolve conflicts? Because remember, spiritually mature people, they know how to resolve conflicts. They're good at that. So how well do I resolve conflicts? conflicts? Do I confront what needs to be confronted? Or do I avoid difficult, uncomfortable situations? That's a big one. Are my relationships and friendships enduring? Do they last? I think that's, that's something that, um, I, you know, I was, as I was preparing this message, I felt like God tell me that to the depth of the health of our relationships, that's the level of our maturity spiritually and emotionally. So, 
you can, you can spend a little more time on that one if you want. And then, um, are my relationships, oh, okay. Can I disagree with someone and still love and respect and honor them? Can I have a relationship with people that I don't see eye to eye with? That's a mark of maturity if you can. Do I assume that I know what other people are thinking? Do you know what they say about people who assume things? I think you do, okay. <laughs> if you don't, ask somebody. Assume, okay? And then, do I make stories up in my head? Do I twist words? When, when I'm talking to somebody, do I twist words and then go home and, and I'm thinking about it, making stories up, and then um, rehearsing it in my head? That's very unhealthy. Okay, so these are things that we want to spend time kind of asking ourselves. And, and, and when you see that there's areas that we need to work on, it's, it's okay. Because we all have areas that we need to work on. No matter how good your relationships are, no matter how well you're doing, there's always room for improvement. So take that time to do that self-assessment. It's going to be very powerful for you. And then point number two, to go higher, we have to know offenses will come. And know the difference between what needs confronting and what should be overlooked. Look, let's, let's just settle it. Um, if you've been alive for more than five years, you know that offenses will come. We are hurt sometimes, we're offended, but we also hurt people. We also offend. Sometimes we don't mean to, sometimes people don't mean to offend us, but it happens. It's a part of life. And when you just settle that in your heart, it's so much easier. But I think, you know, one thing that's really important is to know also the difference between what needs to be confronted, what's important enough, and what you just have to overlook, what you just have to be like, I can't give that time or attention. That's wisdom to know the difference. But what is the biblical, the healthy way to confront offense? Okay, I'm going to share that with you. Matthew 18, 15 says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. That's really powerful. But how many of us really do that? You know, I feel like the tendency is you get offended or you get hurt, and the tendency is to go to everyone else except the person who's offended you. And you're going around and you're gossiping and you're telling and retelling the story to anyone who will listen. And it's, it, every time you retell it, it, it affects you. Like it, you make it worse for yourself. And, and Matthew says, go to the person privately. Go to the person, to, to that person. Because if you go to other people, they can't fix it. Go to the person that offended you. Go to the person you have the issue with. And then know why you're confronting. In, in, I love the, that the, the part that says, if the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. That's the reason why we do it. We don't go, we don't confront to like tell people how bad they are and how much they hurt us and to blame. We do it out of a spirit of reconciliation. 
we do it because we want to be restored. That's why we confront. And the way we do it is just as important because Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth in love. When we do it in love, we're going to have a way better outcome. And, and, and um, so we have to know why we're confronting and we have to know how to do it. And it's so important that we deal with things quickly because the longer that we let things fester, the worse it is. Then we get resentful and we harbor bitterness and bitterness in our heart is so much more difficult to deal with than just getting over something, forgiving quickly. And then what's terrible about bitterness is that it's contagious. And, and, and so there's a scripture that says that when you're bitter, it defiles many. You, you don't just defile yourself, you defile other people because you're spreading the bitterness. And so we have to cut that at the root. And we're going to get a chance when, when the message is over, we're going to get a chance to confess some of these things and to get rid of this. We, we need God to cleanse and purify our hearts. And um, so some things we have to really process with God. We have to know that Sometimes we're not going to get the apology. Sometimes the wrong isn't going to be acknowledged. And, and what do you do with that? What do you do when someone has hurt you and done something that has offended you and they, they don't acknowledge it, they're not going to apologize? What do you do? Well, let me tell you what you do and what I've done. You go to God. And, and you process it with him. And it's not a one-time deal. You have to keep going back to God. You have to sit with God. You have to confess the feelings. Just like David, get real with God. Say, but you have to leave it there. Leave it at God's feet. Sometimes it, sometimes, um, it's, it's not easy to forgive some things, but we can do it because God commands us to. God says that if we don't forgive, we're not going to be forgiven. And, but God gives us the power to forgive. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. So, and then, um, and then Proverbs 19, 11 says, Good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger. And it is his honor and glory to overlook a transgression or an offense without seeking revenge or harboring resentment. And, and I love this, 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 um, this scripture because it talks about having good sense and discretion or being a person of wisdom. And then it's, our, it's honor and glory to us to overlook an offense. It's for our good. So um, I think, you know, there are things, like I said before, that you, you can sit with God. And ultimately, you know, God is the one that validates us. Like, sometimes I think that things happen and we're hurt and we want other people to know we're hurt. But you know what? Go to God because he validates us. He, he's not like, you know, he, he, he listens. He wants to know our heart. But he's also our protector. He's our vindicator. He is the one that will vindicate us, not us. Um, yeah, this is good preaching, guys. <laughs> and, 
And you know, this can be a little bit of a heavy message, but there's hope. There's always hope. When we, when we go to God, there's always hope. So I want you guys to kind of shake some of this stuff off. Even though this is a high, uh, like a little bit of a heavy point too. Point number three. <laughs> point number three is going higher requires denying ourselves. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. In other translation, it says, if any of you wants to follow me, deny yourself. And to deny yourself, all it means is that you choose God's way over your way. To deny yourself means that, that you're like, God, you're right. Your way is better. And I'm going to do things your way instead of mine. That's what it means to deny yourself. And, and Jesus told his disciples, if you want to be my disciple, if you really want to come after me and follow me, then you're going to have to deny yourself. And I want to share some things relating to, relating to relationships, how we deny ourselves. So... Denying, um, denying yourself is giving up the right to put self first. We as humans, we tend to think of ourselves first and second and third and then everyone else, right? Well, God's way is to deny self. And Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. What does it mean to take an interest in others and not just in yourself? It means think about how things affect other people, not just how they affect you. Think about others. So sometimes we're so busy thinking of, of our situation that we forget. And, you know, Pastor Stacy was... Um, sharing with me today about uh, just right now about this lady who she felt like a little bit disconnected with God and she said you know what I I'm gonna go serve like that's the right attitude when when we make it all about us then we're we're self-absorbed and that there's no joy in that but when you start thinking about other people when you serve others that's powerful and then denying yourself is to give up the right to be right. We, yeah. You know, sometimes we want to be right, we think we're right, and we want everyone to know that we are right and everyone else is wrong. And especially when we've been a hurt, hurt or offended, then the tendency is that you want to justify yourself. And so you're, you, you want everyone to know how bad the other guy is, and you want people to know that, that, you know, you're not at fault. But what if we don't care what anybody thinks? What if we just care what God thinks and what He says? You know, um, years ago, Rudy, um, he hired um, the son of one of our friends. And he's a really great guy, a really nice guy, but he didn't turn out to be the employee that Rudy needed. And uh, so he had to let him go. 
And his parents didn't like that. And his mom called me up and she said, hey, can we go to lunch? And she said, um, I, I want to know why Rudy let my son go. And I said, um, he just wasn't the employee that Rudy was looking for. And she said, well, I, I don't believe that. Like, what, what are, like, is it personal against us or what? And I said, no, I said, he just isn't the employee that Rudy needed. And she said, well, I don't believe it. And I said, well... God knows it's the truth, and I'm just going to leave it at that, and you're going to have to believe whatever you want to believe. And sometimes that's the way it is. If somebody wants to believe the worst of us, you can't go around convincing everybody of how great you are. You know, like just accept it. Like sometimes things don't work out. It's okay. But the Bible says as long as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. As long as it depends on me, I'm going to be okay. Do you choose to be okay with me? That's your choice. And that's how we have to live. And then I said denying yourself um, is, it, is to give up the right to be right. And Matthew 5.11 says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you're my followers. And, and what this tells me is that sometimes people are going to mock us and they're going to say things that are not true about us. But how do we deal with that? How are we going to, are we going to trust God with our reputation? Are we going to trust God that he's going to take care of it? Because really, guys, we, we can't go around um, trying to convince everybody of who we are. We just have to leave it in God's hands. And our, the fruit of our lives will speak for us. And denying yourself, and this is, this is a really powerful one. It says, denying yourself is, is to give up the right to hold a grudge. How many of us are holding a grudge? I mean, be honest with yourself. How many of you, when you see somebody, you walk the other way because you don't want to say hello. How many, like, sometimes as Christians, we think that we've forgiven. And we know that God calls us to forgive. So we're like, I have to forgive. And we're, I'm like, God, you know, God, forgive me. I've been holding unforgiveness. I forgive. But then you see the person and you can't stand them. <laughs> And then, and, and you know, if somebody says something about them, then you want to jump in. And, but, you know, the Bible talks about forgiving from the heart. And when you forgive from the heart, you don't, you don't have a need to jump in and amen whatever they're talking about against this person. When, when you've forgiven from the heart, you're, you're okay with the person. You see them and you want to say hello and you smile because you're okay. That's what it means to forgive from the heart. And I love what Jesus said on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And sometimes when people have hurt us, that's what we have to say to God. God, I'm just going to forgive them because I don't even think they know how much they've hurt me. And that's powerful. There's power in that. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. So Colossians, Paul was telling us, 
make allowance, make room for each other's faults because we all have faults. No one here is free of faults. So let's make allowance beforehand. Let's know that we're gonna rub each other wrong sometimes. But if we already make allowance for each other's faults, and it says, forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. It's a command. And then it says, above all, clothe yourselves with love. And, and when it talks about clothing yourself with love, I think that it's like getting up in the morning. You know, in the morning you get up and you go to your closet and you put something on. You choose to put something on. So when the Bible says clothe yourselves with love, put it on. May it, you, it might not, not come naturally. You might not have all the lovey-dovey feelings. But you choose to put on love. It's a choice. So it says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And I want to talk to us as a church. This is really important, church. God has called us to have unity. God has called us to have harmony in the body of Christ. And anything that disrupts that harmony and that unity, we need to deal with it right away. Because the Bible says that where there's unity, it commands a blessing. So what happens the opposite? What if there isn't unity? Is God, are, are we not experiencing God's blessings because we don't have unity? So this is an admonition to the church. Have unity. And then it says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. And I think it says that because if you do the other stuff, you're going to have peace. If you choose that you're going to make allowance for faults and then you're going to forgive and you're going to put on love and unity, then, then you're going to be able to have peace in your hearts. And then it says, for as members of one body, we were called to peace and always be thankful. This is one of my favorite scriptures because I think there's just so much in it. It's such a, it's such a, a message, a, an admonition to us all. Um, and, you know, maybe this message kind of pricked you a little bit. Maybe it challenged you, uh, but it should challenge you. It challenges me. I want to go higher with God. And, but I know that in order to accomplish the things that God has called me to, in order to minister and, and have the anointing of God, I know that I have to let him correct some things in my life. And I, wanna, I, I have to let him grow me and mature me. I want that. We should all want that. And we have the Holy Spirit available to us. He's our helper. He's our guide. He's, he, the Bible says that he's the paraclete. He's standing by to help us. We're not alone. God's grace is available to us. So we're not alone in this. And, and, um, and we have the power of the word of God too. The word of God is alive and active. It's powerful in our lives. You know, Whenever we need to forgive and we're having a hard time, go to the Word. Go to the Word. Look at the verses where it talks about forgiveness. When it talks about love, what is? go to the love chapter. 
and, and learn what it looks like to truly love. The Word of God is powerful in our lives, and there's a promise in the Word of God for everything that we're facing and everything that we need. And I, I want to end um, with this, there, uh, a picture. I don't know if they, this is a picture. We were just in Italy, and we were with our dear friends, with the Torres, Denise and Frank. And um, I don't know if I picked a good picture, but it was such a great day. It was like a really beautiful day. We were in Lake Cuomo. The weather was beautiful. And we had a magnificent time. And we were so happy. And we've been friends with them for over 20 years, guys. And they're some of our dearest, closest friends. But I got to tell you, we fought for that friendship. Rudy and Frank had gone into business. Things didn't work out. They had to part ways, but we weathered the storm. And Denise and I, we had some falling, we, we had a falling out, but you know what? Love covers a multitude of sins. And, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we didn't walk away. And we just, I'm so thankful that we didn't, just like I, I can never be friends with, with them. And, you know, I'm so thankful. You know, the word, the word is so powerful. And, and when we go to God's word, it gives us the power and the strength to do what we can't do on our own. And I, I just want to encourage you. I know that there's issues. I know that we've been hurt. I know all those things. We've all gone through it, but people are not disposable. And we can work through things and we can forgive and we can we can choose to love. And yeah, there are times when, you know, it's better to part ways, but that's far and like that's like 0% almost. <laughs> 1% maybe. So I just want to challenge you tonight. I want to challenge you. Where are you at? Where is your heart at? I want to I want to ask that we all stand. And and I I want to pray for us. I'm going to pray. But I want you to if if you're if you felt challenged tonight with this message and you know that there's some issues between you and your wife or you and your husband, or maybe it's a friendship thing. Maybe you're your kids or maybe it's a brother, a sister. You, you know what's going on in your life. But I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to come to the altar because when we listen to a good message, and this was a good message, guys, when we listen to a good message and we don't do anything about it, we're, we, we're stuck. We stay where we're at. But when we listen to a message, to the Word of God, and then we take a step, then God, we encounter God and there's breakthrough in it. So if that's you tonight, I want to just say, come, come, come to the altar, come. And, and God's going to bring breakthrough tonight. God's going to break some stuff off. Come, come, all of us, all of us at some point have been hurt, have been offended. We all have people that we've, that we've been close to at some time and now we're not. So I, 
I'm so glad that you're coming. I'm so glad. How powerful, guys. God's going to move tonight. God's going to move. God's going to free some hearts. God's going God's to put love back into our hearts. He's going to restore some relationships. And I'm not going to ask the ministry team to, to, to come because I want you to do business with God on your own. You're going to, as I pray, you are going to pray. And you're going to confess whatever needs to confess, what needs to be confessed. So let's pray right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are so powerful in our lives, Father. And one encounter with you, God, changes everything, Lord God. So, Father, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice, Lord. I pray for everyone who's, who's hurting, God, who's, who, who has, is experiencing brokenness in their relationships, in their friendships, Lord God. Even in relationship to you, God, Father, meet them where they're at. Holy Spirit, come right now and minister to every person. Father, bring forgiveness, God. Bring forgiveness, Lord God. I pray that people will lay things down at your feet, God, and not take it up again, but forgive from the heart, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you cleanse and that you purify our hearts, Lord. I pray that you fill us with your power, Holy Spirit, to not only forgive, but to love, to honor. I pray, God, that you would do what we haven't been able to do, God. Thank you, Father. We love you, God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.